I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that's covered every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And now we've moved on to The Winchesters. And we're back again, week two, season one, episode two. Chris, the show is actually good. Who uh-huh. who thunk it? Who would have thunk yeah. it? You ever you ever get a little mad at something for being better than you wanted it to be? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, this is uh, a, just a huge surprise to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I am As you know, shocked. I'm a hater, capital H hater. You are so mm-hmm. it does. You know, it's it's hard for me to to swallow that pill of wait. The Winchesters is actually kind of good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's god dang it, they did they got me again. That's, that actually seems to be the feedback. So we recorded the first episode the day after it aired, um, and there was very little chance to I think get like a general sense of how well the show did and what the response was. And it's been since then. It's been about a week, and it's just almost universal like approved right like everybody loves this thing um not everybody um everybody everybody who loves jared padalecki more than they love sam winchester seems to be really mad at this but that's a whole other situation (laughs) um i think supernatural fans that just really really love supernatural are like against their will liking this show i've seen that sentiment so much of like i can't believe that i'm i'm watching this like i swore i would never watch supernatural again or whatever and this episode specifically is so much of a supernatural episode. You could slot it into season two and put like 20 years ago and not bat an eye. Like you just doesn't, yep. it would just not, you could be like, Oh, okay, cool. No problem. The formula is still there. And if you like the formula, well, here you go. You know, um, I think people are going to really hopefully come to love the characters as, as time goes on. And um, it's, it's yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's supernatural. Good. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into the main part of the podcast, I want to uh, briefly mention that uh, you and I are guesting on a digital con. We're making our first con appearance, Chris. Um, It is called A More Profound Con, uh, which you can go check out on Twitter at More Profound Con. We're going to be doing a panel uh, with a special friend of the show, Dusty L. Cannon, as well as another uh, podcaster, supernatural podcaster uh, named Jasper, the manager um, at the On the Road Supernatural podcast. I hope I have that right. I'm like 90% sure that that's right. Jasper, if that's wrong, please. I guess you probably don't listen to this. Yeah, it's On the Road with Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> I got to go click on Twitter real quick. Um, so go check that out. You can buy tickets. Um, to buy tickets, there's a tweet uh, that we, we have retweeted. We'll put it in our Discord server as well. Uh, but if you go to at More Profound Con, they have details on how to do it. It's all through Zoom. Um, they they said the other day that this is not your grandpa Zoom, which made me feel like I was just a zillion years old because Zoom has only I'm been a little, out for. I'm like a little t- worried <laughs> because I don't I don't know a whole lot about Zoom. I never had to. I mean, I did work from home, but I didn't have to zap, adapt to the Zoom model. Same, so, same. We'll yeah, I used I used Zoom for the first time the other day, and I was like, because we just did other stuff. Like I just didn't. We just didn't happen to use that little program. And uh, but uh, fortunately for you, I have logged in you and set up your bio. Um, so all you have to do is just log in and be there um, and be on a Perfect. microphone. <laughs> But go check it out. It is uh, we'll, we will be on on November fifth, believe, which is a Saturday at ten forty five a.m. CST. Uh, but watch the Twitter for any schedule changes or anything like that. Uh, we'll be tweeting up to tweeting about it up to the time, and it's gonna be super fun. Um, that whole weekend, they've got they have organized a convention, so it's like two solid days of panels. Like they've got two tracks, which I just I've just learned that's a that's con slang, Chris. I don't know if you know that two tracks. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know what that yeah, means. Uh, that means that there is like at this there's multiple panels happening at the same time. Oh, um, I see. So we'll we'll be going up against Jensen. 
<laughs> yeah, and, we're uh, going against J two. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, well, come to our panel. Uh, I actually, uh, I don't know what we're going up against. Let's go see if we if we hate these people because that that would actually be a fun be a fun thing to to do. So Saturday, track one. Um, it's the then now and the road ahead. Fick and fandom history. Where we go from here is what we are up against. I'm not um, comfortable with being a hater of them. From superheroes them. and villains to cowboys and Texas Rangers, we've seen where the road leads for our supernatural faves. But where does it lead for us? Join moderator Ashatara for, with panelists and history buffs Wise Old Owl, Rinex, Stone, and Crypto Queen as they explore the origins, evolution, and future of the supernatural fandom. Yeah, we don't hate on these people. Ma- that seems yeah, like great. I, I mean, people. I can maybe be a hater of crypto if that's involved. Sure, but, um, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the Winchesters, please. Yeah, yeah, Chris, what uh, what happened last week on the Winchesters? I don't know what happened last time. I told you not to ask. I don't know. <laughs> you specifically told me that you had pre-written a uh, word so far. You specifically told me to ask you. I don't know what you're. I specifically said I forgot to write it. <laughs> Just there's construction workers outside who are probably like, uh, uh, is it really all right in there, sir? So today we're covering the Winchester season one, episode two, "Teach Your Children Well," written by Robbie Tam Thompson and David H. Goodman, directed by our old pal John F. Showalter. Family matters. John and Millie are on different pages about his new interest in hunting, and Ada tries to bridge the gap. Mary follows a trail from her father that points to the disappearance of a teenage boy in Topeka. Meanwhile, Carlos has a heart-to-heart with Mary as Latika drives into her not drives dives into her books to yeah. identify the monster. Uh, hey, Chris, do you like Supernatural, the TV show? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think I like Supernatural. This TV is a show. Supernatural episode, dude. They dress up. It sure is. They have funny rock star names. There's a monster. They have to check the lore. They uh, yeah. this is. This is classic, dude. I'm so happy. I have this a big a smile on my face right now. It's some and and they have a great group dynamic. I think some of it. My only really complaint about this episode was just some of it's like a little on the nose with with the way that they're trying to resolve their arguments and stuff. But that's just how it goes. You feel out the characters, you feel out the storylines, you figure out where you're going with this. And I think as far as like introductory pilot stuff goes, this is obviously episode two, but I, I think that they're still handling it better than Supernatural did. They were using every opportunity in season one of Supernatural to try and characterize Sam and Dean, sometimes really just shoving it in your face with whatever the storyline was. So here with, you know, Mary uh, being the leader, but not listening to everybody else, they, they, you know, they're circling around that. John's doubts, they're really circling around that. I, I mean, it all works in the end, but it was just that was literally my only complaint was that, that they were kind of really poking at it. But even that is just like Supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the thing that saves it from those tropes for me um specifically the the one the kind of the theme of the episode of mary being um kind of bossing everybody around and demanding that everybody follow her her rules and what she wants to do is that let's, it wraps- let's call it what it is jeremy she's she's girl she's being a girl boss she's being a girl boss she's girl boss uh she's girl bossing john is gatekeeping um i don't remember the rest of that meme uh so we're like gatekeep girl girl gaslight gatekeep girl boss thank you uh and i guess the the gaslight here is the latunda the monster so good we've got all three um (laughs) but mary mary is girl bossing a little too hard in this and the good news is that it, it resolves like it's not stretched out over yeah, yeah. four episodes. Uh, like, that would just make people not like her. I think um, so. Yeah, and and they, there's already problems with the fandom not liking Mary for some reason. So we don't want to we don't want to start that back in 1972. It's, oh, it's her short lifespan. What you don't like about her fandom, huh? Is that it? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this by the end of the episode, that is resolved. Um, and the same thing with John, John, with some of his mom stuff. Uh, if that, if we had to watch John fight with his mother for the next three episodes, I think he would be pretty miserable. Yeah. We have to call her by name. We can't. We have to call her Millie. 
Otherwise, okay. we're going to be doing more mom erasure, which is um, yeah, which is a, which is one of our that we've had <laughs> it's, the, it's the reason that we have a four and a half star, not a five star review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into the episode. We're going to start out in Topeka, Kansas, which is where I thought yeah. we were last week. So yay for Topeka! Um, I never, I literally never know where we are. It's just all <laughs> the same. I was fighting for my life against my notes because my phone. I'm I gotta give up taking notes on the phone. It's making me not enjoy myself. Autocorrect. Fighting for my life against autocorrect. No more. I'm trying to type in Topeka, Kansas, and it's like topical crunchies. No, it's not what I'm That's saying. Not topical crunchies. Not what I'm saying it's Topeka, Kansas. Uh, you, anyway, we're at a woods party. You got you got to do what I do, which is uh, what what I have done is uh, watch the episode, take notes, and then watch the episode again with Autumn, and then just just note down all of the jokes that she makes. All right, so, well, let me, so, let me so know that what her schedule is. <laughs> you and Autumn got to get a Zoom call. Do you know how to use Zoom, yeah. Chris? Is that yeah, a I this is my chance to learn. Yep. Um, uh, actually, I call this a woods party. It's not really because it's like a hippie commune in the woods, right? Correct. Yeah, this is like a commune thing uh, with a young couple who kind of like the young guy like seems like. I don't think this dude is a very good actor, to be honest with you, which is very charming in and of itself. But um, like he is, he is obviously trying to pretend that he is high. Um, you're yeah. talking about how they are Russian dolls with their parents and having problems, and his girlfriend is like, "Hey, we're not. Let's just go out and look at the stars or something." Like, She's I, like I, listen, I need, I'm not that high, brother. I, I, need, I, you, I need you to be like, quiet for a little while. So. Yeah. Um, and as let's, uh, let's Barry, why don't you just 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 shut up, for Barry? Me. Just shut up and maybe look at the stars, and then like Barry, Barry, shut up, Barry, Barry shut I, up. I, I don't. This is why we don't give people like. This is why we don't give normies like you acid, Barry, because yeah. you're gonna ruin it for everybody. Um, Barry, this is why they keep side eyeing me at the commune because I brought you. You were my plus one, and now everyone thinks that I'm weird. Right, <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks I'm weird, Barry, only because you're weird. And yeah, just zone out, okay? Just zone out like everybody else. All right, please. Yeah, why don't you sit over there and just listen to Tusk by yourself on some headphones? That's all you need to do right now. Uh, I don't know if that song was out yet, but that sounds like I a good one. Don't even headphones existed then. Uh, he is also complaining about like his father about going home and like confronting yeah. his dad, uh, and then he sees his father in the woods and he goes over and talks to him, leaving uh, his his probably not GF, probably just like his commune buddy behind. Um, and then he, as he sees his father, his father is like you know, it's time to come home. And he's like, I don't want to dad. And then the dad yeah. grows roots and drags him into the earth, which is like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through some similar stuff with my dad, with, but with the roots I, yeah, and the earth don't. stuff. So, you know, my dad's roots are like literal and they're dangerous and I'm tired of them. Um, he keeps trying to wrap me up in his vines, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. I no, but I, I like the visuals of this. I, I like the visuals of the, when he first just sees his father, it's creepy for about half a second until you see like, the outfit that this guy's got on you go there's nothing frightening about that um, yeah the only frightening thing about that is he might be my boss one day and then vines come out of his hands or roots or whatever that's it's all it's it's good i like the visuals we uh we have our splash screen which remains cool and then we zip over to savannah savannah georgia uh, where we have a very long camera sweep, sweep into a wet pipe factory uh where um dean is narrating and talking about the ties that bind family being complicated uh and sometimes you have to break away from them and uh yeah. the camera comes to rest on our our crew of five we've got mary winchester or excuse me mary samuel mary no mary What's campbell it? It? uh <laughs> john winchester uh lotta carlos and ada who they saved in the last episode they have gone to savannah following a trail that samuel campbell uh, mary's father left them and they find a bunch of dead zombies i I really like mm-hmm. this. It's just a concept of just like, oh, there's Samuel just like ripped through a bunch of zombies in this. Like, this is no problem. Uh, yeah. They're looking for information and not finding anything. Uh, they are. Ada goes to the filing cabinet. Excuse me. Whoa. 
suck up on you. Yeah, I shouldn't be drinking coffee when I'm doing this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. Ada goes and, and checks out the finally cabinets while uh, Lada and Carlos both kind of check to make sure all the zombies are actually zombified. Uh, I really enjoyed this thing with Lada um, where she is just interested in the monsters and like a very like from a biology perspective i guess yeah, um and yeah. that's that's really cute and good to me i was gonna call her like a lore master and make that joke but when we boil everything down to lore it kind of does yeah. um diminish some of it of of what makes it interesting it is kind of like a, almost like a scientific biology interest in these things and understanding how they work and uh, i think that's really cool it's a, it's a neat angle on an archetype that we already got through sam basically mm-hmm. um so it, it's cool yeah it's cool to see the differences with that uh Ada doesn't find anything. Mary finds a shotgun shell and says that this was specifically left by Samuel Campbell. When he makes the shotgun shells, he signs them, which seems like just such a, a huge a real he, labor, a real huge ego trip to me. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But they're interrupted because it's time for a zombie attack. Uh, Lada has the box from the last episode, so she's trying to open it just to clear out all of the monster presences, and it's not working. Uh, John is having to fight for his life. Carlos stabs one in the head, which looks cool. Uh, John knocks over one, knocks one in the head with the pipe, but another one jumps on top of him. Uh, and then Mary does the cool move where she grabs the one from the zombie's head, throws the dagger to the one attacking John, where it just spews juices all over John's face mm-hmm. and chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know... The run, there's a running gag in this of where John getting dirty in every fight scene, and I don't know yeah. if that's somebody's fetish or somebody's like joke or what. But it's I think I I thought it was pretty funny because we see them all lined up at the end of this fight. Mary has like a one blotch of blood on her face. Carlos and Lada are completely clean, and then you have John standing in the middle of them, and he's just covered in fucking blood. And I thought that was really funny because it he's very the rookie, funny, so like, of course he's the one who's gonna get sprayed. You know? Yeah. Uh, Mary follows the literal trail of shotgun cells to another zombie with a, that has a newspaper article pinned to its chest with a knife. Uh, and this article is about the kid in Topeka that went missing. Um, and this was my first clue that like, oh, this is fucking supernatural because, dude, this is exactly what John Winchester did. Like, it is amazing how much this is mirroring season one. Like, this is exactly yeah. John just leading the boys through like a set of challenges essentially before like we deal with the meta plot. And Samuel's doing the same thing to Mary and this this core group of people that she's with yeah the fact that she's like oh he would never leave his signed autographed shotgun shells behind on purpose or or he would only leave them behind on purpose goes to show that this is this is what he wanted us to find he wants us to go find this next case um it's a wendigo let's do it it's a wendigo it is it's just it's just that we're gonna go go in the woods and kill something uh and this is our first time where the group is kind of bristling at mary's leadership because She's like, well, this has to be where Samuel is going. This is going to be. This is going to lead to my father. Let's all go. Like she, she tells Ada to go uh, back to the clubhouse, set up shop, start figuring out why the box doesn't work. The rest of you four, let's jump in the van and let's and let's ride. And Carlos is like, so are you just like making decisions for us now? And Mary's like, yep, absolutely. Like you guys are all idiots. Yeah. Like you come with me. Like you're all very pretty, very capable idiots. Like come with me. I'm going to lead you to the to the fire. Let's go. Yeah. We get the first signs that there's going to be some some friction here. She's obsessed with finding her father. Sounds like some other people we know. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's causing friction. It is. Uh, On the way to Topeka, Mary and John have this conversation. Uh, This is when we get our first glimpse into John's kind of headspace now, where um, this this last couple of weeks, because it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode of them trying to find Mary's dad and failing, has given him like an insecurity about whether or not he can be a hunter, about how he can maybe not 
he, he's not even his dad wanted him to follow in his footsteps but he's not capable of it um, and of course the irony here is that you and I and everybody else that's watched Supernatural knows that Henry didn't want John to be a hunter he wanted like at this point in time we know that like he didn't want John to be even in being the men of letters but obviously like he left this to go find to be a like yeah he just wanted John to clear out his locker he didn't mean for all this yeah, yeah. Um, but also like if he had a preference he would probably lean more towards being a men of letters as opposed to being a hunter um, yeah and it's it's interesting. John, if you're reading this, I'm dead, and you need to clear out my locker at the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, I need you to delete. We'll just throw that stuff out if you don't come collect. It. Delete all of my porn, or I guess not delete because yeah. we're in 1972. Like throw away all of my uh, penthouse magazine. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. And he's he's just he's just insecure. And Mary tries to reassure him of like you know, hey, it, did, when you were in the Marines, did you learn how to be a scout overnight? Like this is going to take some time. Mm. He's like, yeah, I did learn how to do it overnight. Actually, <laughs> He's like, I absolutely did. I'm really good at it. I, picked, I, picked, I was like a huge, like a real natural with it. Yeah, yeah. you could say I was almost supernaturally good at, <laughs> at being a scout, and I did learn it overnight. So this is actually really frustrating for me. Mary, Mary looks at it. Like, my That's... dad doesn't love me, and I'm not good at my new job. <laughs> Mary's like, this is a little on the nose for you to call it supernatural, John. I need you to date that dad a little bit. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's john's issue here <laughs> he's too good at- she, she tells him he's doing a good job right okay yeah uh we arrive uh, at uh the winchester garage um where uh millie winchester john's, john's mother, mom has been uh, <laughs> looking through all of her husband's thing when john and his friends arrive uh i don't know if you know this chris uh scooby-doo aired for the first time in i think 1969 Mm-hmm. This is set in 1972, and uh, I swear to God, Jensen has just made his own version of Scooby-Doo. These just four people riding yeah. around in a van solving mysteries, just without a dog. And I would not be surprised this... if a dog didn't show up at some point in the season. Cause... Dude, if we get a dog companion, name a syndicated television show that has a syndicated is not, it doesn't, that word doesn't apply to this. Name a television show that has a main cast member being a dog. Ooh, that's a good one, Chris. I'm trying to remember the last. I can't think of anything. The, the last episode, the last TV show that I've remembered watching on a regular basis with a dog. Man, that is tough. I don't. We got um, we got dire wolves. <laughs> got dire wolves. Uh, there was. Okay. Uh, the. Um, uh, Downton Abbey. There was a dog. That, they got a dog. They got a dog on they Downton got a, Abbey. They got a Downton dog. Not not every episode though, but the, when he showed up, he was always a very good boy. <laughs> very yeah. good boy. Okay. All right. Let's um, get a dog in there. I know it's probably a production nightmare, but let let's create the illusion of a dog. You can have it bark off screen. <laughs> I only only bring this up because um they they pull up at the gas station, they fill up the van and don't pay for it, which I think is very funny. Uh and but I also like Millie is kind of mad at John, and I just I really want Millie to be like, what are you and your Scooby Doo ass friends doing? Like, what is yeah. this situation that you have got yourself? I just want people do make fun of him for being scooby-doo yeah. people um but no john has a really like harsh conversation with his mother and i mentioned this at the outset i'm glad that this this argument this 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 disagreement doesn't last for multiple episodes because uh as as realistic as it might be for john's insecurity and what he's going through it's really hard to watch like him kind of blowing up at his mom just for his mom being mm. concerned about him like that i guess that's my age now where i'm like agreeing with the mom of the group yeah you gotta <laughs> agree with the moms now mm-hmm. um it's it's funny. Nothing says like college age quite like showing up at a place with a group of friends in the middle of the day. Like you're not in school because you're not in high school. You yeah. don't have a job yet. You're Absolutely. Just, but like, what are you all doing here? It's the middle of the fucking day. What are you doing? Yeah, here? don't go get a job, you lazy bums. What are you doing? Uh, it's one thing to go somewhere by yourself during the middle of the day, but to just a whole group of kids. You go, okay, what's going on here? You're in college, aren't you? 
uh, and, and John is very angry because he he believes that his mother doesn't believe in his ability to do this. And of course, Millie is just like, I just want you to call me and let me know that you're alive. Like you've been gone for a week. The only thing that showed up was this broken ass car. And he's like, first off, that's my friends. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. John, calm down. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, the winds with the windshield is still smashed. I don't care whose <laughs> car it is. And then she mentions that the only person that did show up was somebody named Betty. Uh, and we don't meet Betty in this episode. So it's obviously planning something for later. Uh, and it definitely feels like Lada is going to mention it earlier, later to Carl. Carlos of like that seems like it's an ex-girlfriend um, and it seems yeah, like whoever this Betty person that. is is just going to be set up to be in between the John and Mary right like we're going to have some strife there um, oh sure 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 so to show that John had some game before he locked it down for life before he locked you know? it down for life and never had sex again because his wife died yeah. and he went fucking well, he, crazy no, he, had, no he, had, he had sex twice oh no that's true that is true I'm sorry uh, once was with, 100% accurate 100% accurate he had sex twice more in the rest of his life what was the second time the first was Adam oh uh, my bad no, no 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 yeah you're right my bad it was three times no I meant once once with Dean Winchester Wait, John had Not sex with, with Dean Winchester? John had... John, okay, okay. Listen, <laughs> Chris, what are you talking this. about right John, now? I I'm am saying, stressed. I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is that John and Mary Winchester uh, made love on two occasions. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I'm saying after uh, he died. On the first occasion, yeah. Dean was conceived. On the second occasion, Sam, Sam was, was conceived. conceived. Yes. And then he met that woman and went to a baseball game, and they then Adam was conceived. And that was it. So it was three times. In his whole life, three times. Okay. I was saying he had never had sex again after Mary had died. Yeah. So now I'm... His motto is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves that, dude. He loves hockey. Um... This ends when uh, John says, like, I can't do this, um, and leaves. He gets in the van and leaves. They go to Topeka, and we have our um, second supernatural kind of theme where mm. him and Mary dress up as college kids, friends of Barry. Uh, dad, Barry's dad is immediately suspicious because he knows Barry does not have any friends whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barry, Barry's not that if cool. Guys, if you guys were friends with Barry, you would know that he uh, he can't chill. Yeah, yeah. He's not chill. He's never chilled. <laughs> you guys are way too cool. Like, I could just tell. <laughs> like, you guys are way too cool. This guy's like 6'4". There's no way you chilled with Barry. <laughs> um, and we have our, you know, this classic Supernatural moment where Carlos has made them fake IDs and he's called John Mick Fleetwood. Uh, yeah. I, f- I think Mary's is something like Catherine the V or something. Like, both both like rock stuff. And they make like some rock references here. Um it's funny, I mentioned this in the Discord, Chris, I'm curious to get your opinion on it. Uh, there was a thing on Twitter where uh, some people were mad about this uh, Fleetwood Mac reference, saying that in 1972, Fleetwood Mac wouldn't have been popular, like they wouldn't have known who this band is. And then like there was another section of Twitter that was like, actually, they were touring in 1968, and their first album came out, and da 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 Like There was a little back and forth about this. I kind of don't care if this is historically accurate to 1972, as long as they don't pull out a cell phone. Or like, right? Get into like eighty stereotypes. I kind of don't care. Are you yeah. are you with me on that, or do you do you have? A, I'm absolutely with you right now. But I am I am hitting up the Fleetwood Mac Wikipedia page right now. Are you sure? <laughs> oh god! I want to find out how fucking popular that they were in 1972, just to shove it in people's faces. They but, were um, they were touring. No, absolutely. In... I don't give a shit. They could. Okay. John could be like, yeah, I heard like this band Metallica, and I'd be like, I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit. This yeah, they came out. I mean, Metallica was like 75, probably their first couple albums. Like, yeah. you know, it, I. I guess so. I don't know when Metallica came out, to be honest with you. They were probably laying in their garage in the 70s at some point. Um, anyway, John is Mick Fleetwood. He is very embarrassed about the whole thing, while Mary is fl- flirting very, very hard. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just what we need. This is the scene where I wrote down that John really reminds me, or I guess this actor, really reminds me of Sam in some ways. Um, there's certain scenes later that really reminded me of Dean. But that, that's something that I had pr- heard people say after the first episode. So now I kind of am looking at it again is, is this actor doing 
a, a good job or or is he you know taking on aspects of sam and dean to create the person that sam and dean kind of base themselves on uh and i think he actually is there there are aspects of, of the two of them again it could just be that he's 150 feet tall but that's what <laughs> reminds me of sam but um it could, but I it could be shades that, of, of that he's two stories tall that he is literally just opening up windows yeah. on the second story of a house looking for stuff um which i did not realize by the way by by 1972 fleetwood mac had released one two three four yeah. five six albums yeah, a lot of they were very. Prolific. That's more than some bands ever released. It's true, that's true. Andrew Bird, where you been? <laughs> where yeah, you been where, to what's it? you? What have you been up to? Yeah. I could go to your Wikipedia page, but that doesn't seem relevant. Just, just, just whistling on your own, not recording that stuff. Yeah. Come on, Andrew Bird, what huh? are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what are you recording into a tin can with a string on it? I don't. Oh God, what am I talking about? I um. Anyway, I thought that Mary was really short, but I think it's just that this this, this is dude's really huge. tall. Yeah. Uh, I I want to talk about. I was going to save that for the end of the episode. Uh, but I feel like they are very specifically giving John or giving um Blake. Is that right? Um, Drake. Sorry. I think it's Drake. Yeah. Uh, giving Drake. Uh acting tips i guess or acting like they're, they're they're trying to get him i believe it's very on purpose for him to evoke sam winchester and his like mm-hmm. desperate like his dad approval stuff that we saw in season one and two um his kind of you know doing this but you know kind of wanting to be good at it but also not, maybe not wanting like he's got that little complicated and then of course mary feels very much like dean winchester where she is in the life 100 percent she's really good at this. She's been doing this entire thing. Um, and she's, you know, Dean was always like secretly, I want to be done with this. Um, and, but Mary and Mary's obviously already said that to us in the first episode. Uh, but I feel like they're doing this very specifically on purpose. Like, I feel like they are like coding these actors to do that, to evoke that response to us. And I feel like that is super cool with me. Like I am super happy about it, man. Like I am so excited about it because it's, it's Jensen and the rest of the cast and crew, knowing the things that we like about supernatural and applying them to this new prequel in a way that's really good and interesting. Like I want to see how those traits developed and it's interesting to see that passed on in a tragic fashion, right? Like if this, assuming that this all like dovetails with the Canon that we know is going to happen, then seeing these tragic, seeing these loops, seeing these cycles of trauma play out is going to be very sad and very interesting. And let's be honest, Chris, that's what we're here for. Supernatural is sad and interesting, that's right? What we're that's what we're, we're not going to see any of um, Sam reflected in Mary because they never knew each they other. They never knew each other. They never met until <laughs> <So> much, much <laughs> later. <laughs> not until he was in his 30s. Uh, anyway. <laughs> are we back at the motel? Is that where we're at now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Lada and Carlos are at the hotel. Um. Okay. So they're at the hotel. Oh, yeah. Lots is like, hey, let's talk about what's going on. She mentions the Betty thing again. So that will come up at some point, I'm sure. Um, and this is where Carlos complains about Mary kind of running the show, not listening to them. Um, and they've already they've shown that they've had some friction in the past. Um, and that continues to bubble here. But like you said, it is kind of nice to see that they're going to resolve it and, and move forward and, and be cool. And then maybe this will spring back up at a later point, but it is cool to see them be people and be able to put us out their differences and reconcile and apologize to each other. It's yeah. always nice. That's not happening here though. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen a little bit later in the episode. Uh, meanwhile, Mary and John come back. They've not found any trace of the Akrita 
Uh, I saw that on the Wikipedia spelled A-K-R-I-D-A, Chris. So, Akrita. Okay. Um, okay. I've been spelling it E-K-R-E-E-D-A, which now I feel like a fool. <laughs> just feel like an absolute sure. fool. That seems like it's the ne- worst it's way never to spell it. E. It's never it's double never, E. There's never three E's in a noun. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing that's, with myself. That's what I did on my first episode, though, because I wanted to make sure that I like, spelled out the pronunciation of it. Still probably said it wrong, but... Uh, um, no Akrita, but there is a case. Uh, the Barry yeah. um, had disappeared with this commune, uh, and this, of course, perks Carlos's ears up because he loves a commune uh carlos is a free spirit he begins to sing the age of aquarius uh which i i don't know where i don't know why i have an association with this song that's but it makes me deeply uncomfortable i must have seen it with some some serial killer show or something i don't know why but as soon as they start singing age of aquarius i got like ooh, kind of high and it's just a very fun song i know this song from somewhere i don't i don't know where i don't know it very well but um yeah so maybe we've maybe we've seen it in something uh, but this is cute. This is a this is a big like montage, right? Like Carlos is singing, mm-hmm. Lada is singing, even Mary is singing. John's sitting there with kind of a bemused grin on his face. Like I don't know what. Who John's these like, are. I didn't have time for fun music in the war. Yeah, I was in the war twenty minutes ago. Can you guys just chill? Like it seems like I'm yeah, glad you had time to learn the words to the song while I was you know killing. Yeah, no Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> um, and then it's time to, for everybody to go undercover, and they get dressed up in full hippie get up. Uh, it's, it's. I saw someone on Twitter say, "Is anyone else getting PTSD from seeing Mary in a white dress already?" Which I thought was very <laughs> I know, funny. I was gonna say, did they do this on purpose? <laughs> that was. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't credit. I just happened to see it while scrolling. If I, if, it's, if you're a listener, I apologize for stealing your tweet. But I, I did just put that something was, in my notes about that. It's very funny. It. Um, um, yeah, it's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. Carlos is having the time Strike. of his life, uh, and Mary starts handing out orders. Um, Lada and Carlos are going to go talk to Maya, who is the girlfriend from the or the girl from the cold open. Um, meanwhile, uh, he's going. To, uh, they're going to go find the leader of the group. Um, they meet Maya. Maya says that it seemed like Barry saw her dad, saw his dad, but really what she saw was a creepy old thing. And then she's like, "But it's pretty much just the drugs." Like I'm going to be honest with you. Like yeah. I, we were all fucked Listen, up. <laughs> I don't know what Barry was on, but I was on the good shit. <laughs> Yeah, Barry was on some whack stuff. I had the good yeah. stuff for my personal stash. Um, and then we have a classic supernatural maneuver, Chris, where John and Mary meet up with Clyde, who is, I guess, the organizer of this commune. Um, he was just very suspicious. He's got a, yeah. a weird he's got necklace. He's a suspicious necklace on. Yeah. And that's... John's like, I'm pretty sure he's just a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's like, nope, it's a weird necklace. We got to go after it. It's uh, weird. It's a weird magical pendant. He's like, I think he got that at a corner store, but okay. And in classic supernatural fashion, uh, he's also like kind of talking to them about the main theme of the episode where uh, yeah. this this whole place is about people learning to let go and to shed their past and to break free from those that hurt him. Um, and he kind of just randomly is like, for me, it was Sister Bernadette. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, well, we didn't, we didn't ask, brother, but thanks. <laughs> thanks, Clyde. Um, but he says, like, for most people, it's their parents. And of course, John and Mary share, like, a significant look at this because, yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to write down the theme underneath the, the main characters at this point. Um, yeah. John's like, that's me. I've got parent trauma. I've got parent trauma. Mary's like, I've got parent trauma. It's like, let's make out about Mary's, it. Mary <laughs> doesn't have, I feel like, as much parent trauma because she's trying to find her dad, but she seems like she likes him. Where's her mom? Have we talked about Mary's mom? We haven't talked about Mary's mom at all. Uh, I'm. I has think, Mary talked about her mom at all? I don't think she has. I want to say I saw an episode description of the show where we're going to deal with her mom eventually, like where she's going to come Deanna? up in a couple episodes. <laughs> yes, definitely Deanna, I guess. Um, I have no idea what Mary's mom's name is. That is it Deanna? Do you know that? Yes, yes. 
because we find out, oh, it's it's Samuel. Oh, Sam was named after uh, Mary's father. Oh, and, and then Deanna later in that episode, we learned out yeah. that the mom's yeah. name is Deanna. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, if Dean was the firstborn, you'd think that they would have named him Samuel. No. And then you, and then if you want to still honor your mother, then you then you reverse it a little bit. Unless they just decided, oh, we're naming we're, if it's a girl, we're gonna name her Deanna. And then they really, they just, I don't know. I, I always thought that was a really fucking funny detail. I don't know where I got that um, mother thing at because I, I just looked at IMDb and it's not in the, in the next three episodes. So who knows? <laughs> I'm making well, shit I'm, up. You know, as a mom eraser myself. Classic mom eraser technique is to talk about it, for, talk about them when they don't even exist. Yeah. 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 Gaslight uh, gatekeep curl them. Okay. Where are we at? We're, re- we're researching the necklace. Uh, no idea. We're going to go back to the van to research the <laughs> necklace. Meanwhile, Ada uh, arrives. Oh, to- okay. So this one one little thing I noticed there is that oh. Mary notices the necklace, right? So she starts the wheels start turning. I liked that John notices that she notices something. He's like, "Oh, okay, there's something going on here," but he's not quite at that level where he can figure out what she noticed. Yes, um, that's good. I like that. Too. I just thought that was like a neat little like detail. Like he is he's with it, but he's he's not he doesn't have her expertise. Um, and I just thought that was a cool little like mashup for them. Yeah, this is good. Um, Ada arrives at the Winchester garage to meet Millie, who is, of course, not very welcoming to any of John's new friends. Um, and he kind of dismisses her until Ada mentions that she knew Henry. Uh, and then Ada is immediately like, "Not that way. <laughs> Don't get too much. We we, we work together. Yeah, that was yeah. it." And she says that you know, just trust that John will come back. He'll go to his corner. He'll come back, and that John is open in a way that Henry never was, which Ada feels like is a is is from Millie, not from Henry, right? Like yeah. that's Millie's yeah. influence of just having that that Oop. openness. Um Millie? <laughs> you need a John's mom. Millie John's mom. Do I need to say oh, it every oh, time? Oh, sorry, for you sorry, to... yeah. I only know okay. her as John's mom. Sorry. Okay, okay. I'll just start saying it. we'll just say John's mom for now on. It's 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 the yeah. same as syllables yeah, yeah, yeah. as as John's mom and <laughs> Millie take the same amount of time to say. So we can we can pick one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah she gives uh she gives Millie uh, the address of the motel that they're staying at. It's a little bit of peace of mind. It sh- sounds like she's a fucking snitch to me. Um, Same. But it's just, a, it's a gesture of, of goodwill from, from Ada to Millie. Well, and it's a, and it's a plot thing. For, so when Millie shows up later in the episode, we know why. We know how. Oh, uh, duh. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like, <laughs> wow. how would Millie even know? Um, she also mentions this this plant, this vine that's uh, growing over the top of the, the window to the garage. Uh, this is some jasmine that Henry planted. Millie didn't know what it was, but, you know, of course, it's it's for protection, and, and Ada grabs some. Um, we go back to the commune, where uh, Lada has researched the necklace and says it's a Celtic symbol. John jumps in with the uh, with, with the moment of, like, oh, yeah, that's, this, that's a symbol for transformation, and everybody's like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> You've been reading, son? What are you doing? Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> but there's a 0% <laughs> chance that you would know that. Yeah. What's going on? I know the Marines didn't teach you that, so you were reading some funky books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We go uh, over to Clyde. Uh, who was leading um, a young woman that was with Mary and John when they met him for the first time uh, and talking about uh, letting things go, escaping his mother figure. And uh, you can tell this girl is just looking at him like, man, you were talking about yourself a whole lot. <laughs> like you're not, you have not you even sure asked me my name. You have mentioned yourself a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know it's wild that I know that the a nun named sister Bernadette, like really fucked up your childhood and you don't even know my first name. This is a wild yeah. conversation. <laughs> this, is, this is quite the dynamic. And it's like this every day. It's like this every day. Yeah, she, every day he takes a different member of the commune out to the woods and he tells them about his childhood and everybody goes like oh my god have you talked to Clyde yeah that guy sucks that guy huh? sucks at- great acid <laughs> terrible conversationalist yeah uh, he's got the hookup he's got he he's, the he's got the good shit but he is just a like, miserable but god, human at what being. Price? <laughs> why do we have to hang out with them um 
while he's just continually talking about himself, he sees a nun in the woods, just like we saw in the cold open. Um, he runs yeah. over to the nun. The girl follows, and by the time the the nun like unleashes all of her wooden tentacles, uh, the girl sees what this thing actually looks like, which is like an old witchy hag, like a forest hag, right? Yeah, like, because she doesn't have any parental issues. She's just a free spirit, you know. Yeah, yeah, she's um, cool. Like she, 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 she is just her trauma isn't manifesting on, on this witch. Literally, just here for the drugs. <laughs> Says unnamed yeah. character number three. I don't even think she's named yeah. in this. Um, but of course, we believed that Clyde was gonna do something to her. They set the scene up to to make it seem as though that's that's gonna be the case. Yep. We get the little twist. Yeah. Uh, super. <laughs> Barry thinks this is shapeshifters. I think we skipped over that, but Barry seems to think that with the transformation that it's, it, it's, they, they're hunting a shapeshifter. Um, mm. Lada has mentioned that there's like a dozen kinds of shapeshifters, which I feel like is relatively new information to us. I thought we only were dealing with one species they of just shapeshifter. Had more, they had more variants back in the 70s, you know, and then they kind of just got homogenized. I would actually be really interested in any sort of exploration of the idea that they have extinct did they have made certain monster lines extinct in the 70s yeah. and that's why we never saw them in the modern series like yeah. if there were a dozen just, samuel campbell just coked up just fucking just yeah like the, <laughs> mowing through species the reason we never saw a chupacabra is because samuel campbell killed all of the chupacabras yeah. right like i would love yeah. i would love to see some exploration of that and also like i feel like hunters as a group just need a w you know what I'm saying? They just, just need one. They, they, need need one, one on the, just, they just need one on the fucking scoreboard, man. Like they, they never win anything. What's the what's the biggest thing a hunter's ever accomplished? Well, they eradicated Chupacabra from the earth. Yeah, that's a big thing, dude. People still that's talk about dub. that stuff. Yeah, I, you know, 2022, I'm still making Chupacabra jokes on podcasts. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big dub, yeah. as you said. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, a you know, big dub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big dub. All right. So, all right, we're walking through the woods here, and. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they talk about the shapeshifter. Yeah, we are we are at that scene. Oh god. Um, yeah, we skipped over that. Okay. These I was tangling with my notes. I'm telling you. All right. They're walking through the woods. Mary is um, talking to John about you know, hey, this is how you'd spot a shapeshifter. Their behavior would be a little bit different. Um, the conversation leads towards their parents. John's saying, oh, I'm not cut out to be a hunter. Mary's like, it's literally been like one week, dude. Like, I just don't know why you're getting in your feelings about this. Drake, how huh? you really are Drake. Um, <laughs> and just then, as they're kind of, they're talking through this, and again, rehashing his doubts, Carlos calls over to them, and they found the girl who was with Clyde. She's like kind of in a daze, but apparently she told uh, Carlos and Lato what had happened, mm-hmm. uh, what she saw. And um, after they examine the crime scene, if you will, Mary sees um, some green blood and determines that this must be a mimic yep. and the only way to kill a mimic is to use copper which they don't have because carlos refuses to carry such uh, weapons made out of pennies is what i believe what he says it, he does. he's Very high class for that i love carlos so um, much man i can't they, and this... john <laughs> john's like oh i could just tear up the pipes at the at the motel that's those are made of copper classic hunter move to immediately jump to let's tear the plumbing out of our hotel room and not let's yeah. go to the hardware store and I buy gu- a copper I guarantee pipe. They, they're not going to say anything at checkout <laughs> oh absolutely not dude like that's that's what uh auto made the joke of like this Some maintenance guy is going to come in or someone's going to come in to make the beds and accidentally flush the toilet and be like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Autumn made the joke that like this is the reason we have to put deposits down on hotel rooms now because hunters yeah. just came along and yeah. just trashed the place before they even you know even knew what even new people would be able to do this. Um, 
Uh, Lada has makes a point of like, hey, this doesn't feel like blood. It's like sap. And and what about these weird purple flowers on the ground? And of course, Mary is like, Abs- we don't have time for this. John, we don't have time for that. We already figured it out. John, it's a mimic chest. I already said it. Take take this hippie's van. Um, I think they take Clyde's van back to the hotel. Um, yeah. And we're gonna go, you know, look for this mimic. Um, we jump back over to Ada, who's arrived back at the Men of Letters clubhouse uh, and begins making some sort of tea with this Jasmine. Uh, when the phone rings and it's Lada. And again, I, we, last episode we called Lada the new Bobby. It feels like they're trying to set up Ada as more of the new Bobby. Uh, but yeah, also, new Bobby. there's also a unique thing here where we could have, maybe we don't have just one Bobby. Maybe we have two Bobbies. And I'm, oh, maybe multiple Bobbies. It multiple, feels like they were uh, lacking on Bobbies in Supernatural. 100% agreed. This, and if it's yeah. Lada and Ada, like those are two really good Bobbies, my man. Like, two I'm, strong Bobbies. Very Big strong, strong bobbies. bobbies. Yeah, very strong Bobbies. Yeah. Uh, Lada describes this flower and Ada is like, oh yeah, totally. That's from Columbia. I'll go look it up. And Lada's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I brought a lot of books with me. Um, I brought like a, all the books, every book. I, I don't <laughs> care. I just think that it's funny the links that TV shows have to go to to like justify stuff. Um, yeah. And the, the idea, like, because in, in the modern day, they go to any computer and Sam can look up literally anything, including traffic cameras. Like it's just magic. Computers are magical. Um, Here, Lada has to bring a library in Carlos's van to justify, let's go check the lore. (laughs) And I just find that very amusing. It's very good. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing at all. The more books that she has, the more they show the books, the more that Carlos complains about the books in his vans, the happier I will be about this. I hope we get a shot of all the books in the back of the car. I hope we get like a makeshift, like bookshelf that slides out like a gun shelf did. And, um, and, Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like the, yes. the trunk yes. gun situation, but just with a library yes. of books. Perfect. So Lada's going to do more research in the van. We cut over to Ada and she starts drinking tea, which I, I think she, what did she make this tea out of the Jasmine she did. that she took? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. okay? So she made some special tea uh, and then she becomes overcome by something and starts doing automatic writing, which she calls it automatic writing later. And I'm, I'm just so disappointed by that. Um, that phrase is a real thing mm-hmm. that people claim to you know have happened or whatever uh, but it's called automatic writing it's just the most boring thing it's like oh i'm possessed by an angel and i'm <laughs> transcribing what? biblical prophecy but it's just it's just automatic writing <laughs> i wait hold on because why, why are you so disappointed by this let's just i thought this was really cool like I, I, are you, are oh, you no, no no i'm 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 disappointed by the terminology that we as as a society have uh, coined oh, this should be this. this should be this i should think have a cooler cool. name is what you're saying this should, this, it should this, have this, a cooler name okay, i apologize it should okay. have a cooler name yeah, yeah. This should be like um, psychic writing or something, or psychic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even psychic writing—that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, automatic okay. writing, and mm-hmm. I guess automatic writing is what it is because it's like you're not thinking about it; it's just coming from your hand. It's uh-huh. like, you know, stream of consciousness, whatever. Echo literature. Just, I've always had. I've always had a gripe. I remember learning what that was, you know, 15 years ago, and then just be like, oh, kind of a disappointing name. <laughs> Um, I like this a whole lot because uh, there's a lot of detail on this yeah. set too. Like, uh, I feel like this is going to be a place where the, these the, our crew is going to gather a lot and do some weird mystical shit. And I'm very happy about it. Um, and there's just a lot of detail on the set, and it's really really cool. And when she gets like possessed by this tea, like her whole body like seizes up and she stares straight up and she starts like writing all of this weird stuff on this piece on this like piece pieces of parchment, not even paper, but parchment. Um, mm. And then to go from this which I think is, is very cool and like evocative and interesting and immediately just smash cut to John pulling copper out from under a sink in a hotel room. It's yeah. fucking hilarious just ruining, to me. ruining the plumbing on this place. Um, and then we have this conversation between Carlos and Mary. I think my only complaint about this show so far uh, with the complete caveat that we're only two episodes in and I strongly believe that they're going to fix this in the next uh, 11 episodes is that 
and the and these two were really pairing off Mary and John and Carlos and Lada, and I want to see that that those dynamics mixed up a lot more. Um, and this right. is this is an example of that, and this is an example of why I want that because Carlos and Mary are walking, and Mary's like, "Hey, what's up? Like, you don't you, you haven't given me the silent treatment since uh, I told you that cabaret is bad," which is a reference for all of the musical theaters out there. Congratulations, guys! You got a reference in Supernatural. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> um, and Carlos is like, "Yeah, like you suck." <laughs> is what my problem is. Like, I you know I want you to listen to us. And Mary immediately responds on the offense by saying, "I don't have time for that." And he's like, "Look, your whole problem with your father was that he never listened to you. How did that make you feel?" Um, and in, in, this show has adhered so much to the supernatural tropes of the modern show uh, that I fully expected this to be an ongoing issue. And instead, Mary, like, literally takes a step back. Like, you could see it on her face of like, oh, uh, what what should I do then? Like, she did, legitimately is like, oh, okay. And Carlos is like, yeah, you should you should stop looking up to Samuel, take him off his pedestal, and become the better leader that you can be. He's like, first of all, you should start by hitting this because I got the good shit from Clyde. <laughs> I got I second got, of all, I got the good shit from Clyde. Let's not yeah. feel like we need to hit this and then have a conversation about ethics. And then we can talk about this because I just feel like you need to you just need to hit this. Okay, um, it's just like a like a comically large smoking joint. It's a, I mean, it is the biggest blunt you have ever seen, and they didn't even vent blunts till night. 1980. Carlos invented blunts is what with the new candidate of Super Carlos invented blunts and he didn't even ever get credited for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, he's okay. For, hit this, and then we we can discuss the kind of leader that you should be because clearly he sees she has leadership qualities, she has girl boss qualities, <laughs> but she needs to stop trying to be like her dad because yeah. it does that's not her style. He's like, look, I got this gas lit. You got the girl boss. We just need to get rid of the gatekeep. <laughs> that's what we need to do. <laughs> I don't know if you could use gas, gas like that. Gas lighting used to mean something different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm inventing or intruding upon someone's slang when I'm saying that. So apologies, and I'm sorry, and you're welcome for that one, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Lotta shows up, uh, and she appears so suddenly that they're both distrustful because uh, uh, it could she could be a mimic, and they quiz her yeah. uh, by saying, you know, when was the last time Carlos gave Mary the silent treatment? She's like, I thought we never were going to talk about that again, <laughs> which is very funny. She was cute. I love I love all of the interpersonal yeah. dynamics. And then everybody gets more suspicious when she says that and Carlos is like all right hit this then <laughs> yeah hit this gas and then he's just got this giant fucking <laughs> he's, she's like i don't that blunt is very intimidating i'm not i'm not hitting that blunt um but of course she's the Rolada and she has news this is not a mimic instead it is a latunda uh this this supernatural being for Colum- from colombia that was a real person that killed her kids chopped the children into pieces fed them to the garden and then uh the act was so evil that the garden became hungry and demanded more food and has possessed her with supernatural blah 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 uh that's this is such specific lore that it's got to be drawing from like a Colombian folktale or something. I hope so. Uh, that would be a cool. That would be a cool return to form. Um, yeah. I'm. Uh, oh yeah. The a, a tunda. Yeah. This is actually. This is a whole Wikipedia page of of, of information right here. See also. Yeah. That that lore was so detailed. You, you know, it's got to be something. It's, she's got the whole story about a garden becoming. It is coming to life with 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 evil and you know. I just think that's really cool. Uh, capable of changing their, its shape to appear in the form of a loved one in the likeness of a child's mother to lure its victims to the forest and feed them with shrimps. <laughs> To keep them docile. Oh, a word. <laughs> I didn't expect the shrimps. Great. That's fantastic. Here's, you, dude, that would work on me in a heartbeat. Like, if you put me, yeah, put a bowl yeah. of fried shrimp, I'm just going to follow you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take some yeah, of that. Dude. That's very oh, good. Man. We had this, this weekend, our, our, our 
the sushi restaurant we go to, our waitress gave us this like on the house, like new like shrimp meal that they had, mm-hmm. and it was so fucking good. I was like, how am I supposed to even order my food now? Yeah, yeah, this is too good. You you made this too good. Yeah. You've ruined other meals for me. Um, but yeah, this is definitely based on a, on a real thing, which is which is very cool. Um, uh, oh, we go back. So from Carlos here. is gassed up, right? Yeah, yeah, he's all gassed up. Uh, she's this, this, this. this Latunda looks for a very specific thing, like disobedient children. Um, and of course, we saw Barry talking about his family problems in the forest. Then we saw Clyde talking about his parental figure problems in the forest. And that's when Mary realizes, uh oh, John was talking about his mother to oh, me. He was all up in his feelings. He was again all up in his feelings. Um, he told me that he was going to release a mixtape with the cover of him crying. And I told him that was not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, that was something yeah. that you shouldn't do as, as a rapper. But he's going to do it anyway, guys. We have to save him <laughs> from that. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late, he said. Um, at the hotel. That's the only Drake album I could think of. <laughs> at the hotel. Uh, there's a knock at the hotel room door and it's John's mom um, and John and her proceed to have this uh, argument slash conversation Chris it fucking kills me we are two episodes into this and we already have a monster pretending to be a Winchester to make other Winchesters feel mm-hmm. bad I feel like mm-hmm. that was a supernatural trope that was developed over the fucking 15 years that's the, that's the secret sauce though, and dude. this is happening in episode two and I just I want to just jump up and give <laughs> Jensen Ackles and Robbie Thompson and Daniel Ackles and John F. Showalter whoever's idea this was whoever the cast and crew that came up with these ideas I just want to jump up and give them a high five because this is fucking yeah. great when they all get together got together to, to, to meet and discuss this for the first time they were saying you know so what's the secret sauce is it the brothers was it the angels and, and Jensen's going no 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 it's when one Winchester gets possessed and says a mean thing to the other Winchester. <laughs> that's what it's that's, all about. That's what it's all about, baby. Uh, and and look, not Millie, who I feel like I don't think this tricks anybody, right? Like I don't think anybody thought that this was going to be Millie showing up, especially when she goes no. real hard in the paint on telling I didn't John know. how the much. The only of thing it- I suspected was wondering for like half a second if it was going to be yet another like red herring, yeah. where we think it's going to be this. Meanwhile something else happens but no um she's being mean and he's like damn john's mom stop acting like this <laughs> um and she she's she calls super- her john's mom too. yeah john refers to her as john's mom uh she says stuff like you know who are you trying to convince it's not me or your friends it's your dad who never believed in you you're the reason he left uh and then she messes up because she mentions about like Samuel training Mary because all of her information from this was just overhearing the one conversation between John mm. and Mary. Uh, and then he realizes like, Oh, I'd never mentioned Mary or Samuel to my mom. Uh, and then he picks up the copper pipe and uh, says, you're not my mom. And like goes to hit her and she grabs it. And she goes, I'm not a mimic either. <laughs> which is very funny. Um, <laughs> He's also like, I drove here. How'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. I think it's very, it's very funny to me uh, that this monster was like for the first two kills that we see is like, you're coming home with me. And then instantly coming home and they like killing him. And then for John Winchester specifically, she drives across town, <laughs> goes into yeah. a hotel room, argues with him for 20 minutes and then takes him underground to her lair yeah. <laughs> now i guess i guess because she does create this sort of like flower portal into the earth yeah, yeah it's fine I don't she's care. using magical teleportation but it's funnier to imagine her like having to get a taxi and then sitting in the back of the taxi <laughs> just staring at the guy pretending to be a normal human imagine the taxi just looking back and it's and it's his dad and then she just, yeah. she just i don't have time for this right now i've got a better morsel of meat on the hook yeah. <laughs> Sexy driver. He just keeps like, looking. It's like, are you? And she's like, not right now. He hasn't seen his father in 30 years. And he's like, huh. Oh. 
what? She's like, I can't, I can't get in this with you. Uh, will you be here when I get back? Just keep the meter running, and we'll deal with this later. Father. <laughs> she's like, just hold on. Okay. Uh, she's got like covered her face. Like, no, no. John gets his ass kicked. Dad, I know that's you. John gets his ass kicked a bunch before uh, Mary and the rest of the crew show up uh, and find no John, but just flowers all, all over the ground. Um, Mary is extremely upset and stops. And, and an amazing move that shocked me, I think, almost as much as it shocked Carlos. She she says, this is all my fault. And I'm like, yep, okay, mm-hmm. okay. That's pretty typical, like, normal. And then she's like, I'm sorry I didn't listen to you. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what are we doing? Huh. Uh, and huh. Carlos is so in shock that he's speechless. And she's like, what are you doing? You're giving me the silent treatment again. And he's like, I just never thought that we would hear this. Uh, and Lada has to be <laughs> like, hey, be polite. Like, of course we're going to forgive her. Um, I put in my notes here, Carlos calls Mary Mayor a lot. Yeah. I know we've got some Marys that listen to the podcast. I'd be very curious if Mare is an appropriate nickname for you. Because if I was named Mary and people called me Mare, I'd be like, no. <laughs> you got to say that yeah. I'm not, yeah. you're calling me a horse. I don't want to, I don't want you to do that. We don't, don't get to, to pick our nicknames, especially when it comes to like family and stuff. It's tough. Oh, you, know, you I'm definitely. lucky that I, I've said it before. I'm lucky I, I, I got, I was a Chris and not a Topher, you know? Oof, oof. <laughs> this podcast would not exist if you were a Topher, my friend. I'm, I'm sorry. Topher Mosier. No way, dude. No way. No way. People would turn off the podcast immediately. <clears throat> yeah. It's bad enough that they have to put up with me mispronouncing things, but if I also had to, if I said Topher a lot in this podcast, people yeah, would just be like, Tof? nope, not happening. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a better person. Maybe I'd be, I'd be more likable if I was Topher. I would have had to overcome more adversity in my life. Uh, I don't think so. I think I think, I think think it would have made you overcome more adversity and be a worse person. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I, Chris, I think if you were named Topher, you would have failed more, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'd be failing up my whole life, and I'd be failing down as a Topher. <sighs> Hysterical. Um, okay. Mary, they, they all kind of have this moment, right, where they all hug. Everything's great. Um, and Mary says, "Lot of like, you, you got to figure out what where the where the layer is. We, what are we gonna do?" Um, meanwhile, John wakes up. Uh, dude, I just this is such a weird, like it's like a fucking deja vu of watching every single episode of <laughs> Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. John wakes up underground, trapped by vines, surrounded by like the bodies of the missing people that they were investigating. Um, Clyde is still there. Barry is still there. Uh, Clyde's like, hey, don't try to escape. She's going to come back and be real mad. Um, uh, Clyde's talking, but he's got like the uh, he's got a roach hanging out of his mouth. He's flapping every time he moves his lips. He's like, I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, dude, I'm still on that shit. Still got that I mean? shit with me. You know what I'm saying? She said she wanted me high. <laughs> Dude, that deep ass fucking like Seth Rogen weed. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, at, we go back. Yeah, you shouldn't try to escape, dude. At the uh, at the hotel, Lada figures out <gasps> that we have to kill uh, Latunda by uh, piercing its heart with um, a more powerful magic, and they come up with this plan to. And I don't know how this works, and at this point, I don't really care. But to break off its leg and to use the leg to stab it in the heart. Snap this chick's leg off and stab that. Now that's called girl bossing. That, that's girl bossing. Uh, Carlos is like, oh, maybe we should follow the flowers in the forest, and they're like, oh yeah, that's a real good idea. Why didn't we? Why did we leave the Carlos, forest? How the did first you come place? up with that? I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. Um, later that night, uh, Latunda shows back up. She's. Uh, I like this moment where. We see her as Millie, um, and then as she approaches Barry, it switches to Barry's dad. Um, I just—it's yeah, I a cool very simple twist. like visual kind of thing, but I think mm-hmm. it's just a like it's just a trick, but it worked. I think it was really cool. Um, and she begins to feed on poor Barry. <laughs> Barry has the worst luck in this episode. Yeah, Barry. Um, 
John manages to rip himself free. He manages to free Clyde. Uh, and then he stops as he, cause he could just leave at this point, but you know, something in it kicks in where he's like, Oh, I've got to save Barry as well. And of course that's when uh, Millie, AKA Latunda turns around and is like, it just starts punching him again. Um, and I like this thing where we're just seeing John get the shit beat out of him in every episode so far. It's very funny to me. I think every, everybody like the phantom kind of needs it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very healing in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> they kind of, yeah, it's, it is a healing process. <laughs> The rest of the crew shows up. Uh, Carlos and Lada manage to free Barry, and it's time for Mary to come in and kick some ass. Uh, except first, she gets first. She has a uh, man. I don't. I don't know what to do with this one liner, man. Hey, poison oak. Feeding time is over. Uh, is that yeah. a poison ivy reference, or is this just like a like the worst thing that she could think to call a tree? Like, what is? What that's, it, um, well, yeah. I mean, poison oak. That's the thing. But this is. Do you not know? Do you not get it? I don't this get... is a girl boss line. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. That's you know. You're you know. Curious, you're a little younger than me. You're a little bit more connected to the girl boss scene. I think you've you know. I, maybe sometimes I've been I... trying. To, I've been trying to like embrace my own inner girl boss. Sure. Recently, uh-huh. um, I think if anything, 2022 has taught us that that we all need to do that. So, but I'm I'm happy yeah. that you're here to, to guide me because I didn't realize this was a girl boss line. It's funny making like in making girl boss jokes because I think I, I mean I imagine that's a Gen Z thing making fun of millennials again. Um, but even that, that's like old news. Like these aren't current jokes. By the time you're hearing this podcast, oh, yeah, yeah. this is not. This is not like a, a with it, like meme joke or anything like that. Yeah, this so is this is I'm the still behind the times. This is the thumbs up emoji of of <laughs> verbal jokes at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mary j- tells John like, "Hey, go for the leg," uh, and John is like, "Yeah, bet," and just fucking kicks her entire leg off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like shatters <laughs> by from from what he can see, he's about to shatter his own mother's knee. <laughs> It's very funny to me. Um, and he's able to kick it off. She like whirls around, drops, and but like is focused on him. And Mary's able to grab this bone, stabbing it through the heart. Uh, and then a green goo spews out and just covers John. Um, there's some dodgy CGI here, but I don't really care. I'm having fun. Um, yeah, I have a good time. I, um, let's say it, don't spray it, huh? Say it, don't spray it. Mary says, nice shirt. Um, and then we have this nice scene where John and Mary from the van watch Barry re- reunite with his dad and they, they hug and everything's good. Um, obviously they're both thinking about, you know, finding their places with their, with their own parental yeah. units. Uh, and we go back to the garage, uh, where, uh, Millie watches the van drive up and just fill itself up with gas. They're stealing gas from again. her again. Yeah. Um, I mean, gas was 10 cents a gallon back then. I guess so. what, not a huge uh, financial loss, but still like, it seems like a principle of the matter thing of just letting these John, John gets out and he's like, mom. This is um, these are my friends. This is Gaslight. This is Gatekeep, and uh, I'd like you to meet someone special. Yeah. This is Girl Boss. This is Girl Boss, and she's my Girl Boss girlfriend. And Millie is like, I hate the youth. I hate you. <laughs> I wish you'd go back to war, John. Uh, can you go back to Vietnam, Mom? I think they need you over there, John. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a much better scout than you are a hunter. Um. Mary, this time, Mary gets out of the van with him, uh, and John introduces them. Uh, and Millie has already fixed Mary's car, which is really nice, and says, it's the least I could do. You brought my kid home safe, which makes me think that if she didn't bring John home, she was just going to pe- repossess the car for Mary and not give her the keys, which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, that was collateral. <laughs> um, Mary leaves, uh, knowing an exit when she sees one. Uh, and John, as Millie's about to talk to John, John's like, hey, before you tear into me, let me let me say my piece. Uh, and he starts out by saying, like, I... I was angry 
I thought I was angry at you for not believing in me, but really I was angry at dad for not being there. And I did the thing that I always do, which is take it out on you because I can't take it out on him. And I'm just like over here, just in my Sam and Dean, I spent six years talking about Sam and Dean, just like fucking dying. Like this is Mm -hmm. the thematic resonance between these two shows are so strong and they're doing such a good job, like driving it home without making it like hacky or shitty or dumb or whatever. It's just so fucking good, man. I'm so impressed with this. Like this line, which is it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. And it's a shame that, that John's mom comes back with, why does it feel like you've practiced this on a fake version of me before? <laughs> this, this speech feels rehearsed. Did you talk to a mimic? I know what mimics are. Like, I'm in the know. And he's yeah. like, no, it wasn't a mimic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, we thought it was a mimic. It actually wasn't a mimic. Um, it was this whole thing about a woman who fed her children to plants. It's, I don't want to get into it. Oh, it's, it's, it's not working into mom. Let's, let's go later. Uh, she says that she does believe in him. She believes that he is capable of doing this. And um, she hands him the photo that he found from Henry's locker, uh, the two of them holding uh, John as a baby, and says that they had an argument that day. Uh, and it was that day that they decided that after every argument, no matter how they felt, they would always tell one another that they love each other. Um, mm-hmm. And she says that, you know, her and John are going to have fights, but they're always going to love each other. Uh, and she's always going to worry about him, but she's never going to let him walk away without telling him that he lo- that she loves him. Um, I got lost in my pronouns in there, so hopefully all of that's right. Um <laughs> But this is this is just a kind of a sweet moment, I think. Between they hug, I weirdly got emotional when they hugged. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We've known this chick for all of twenty minutes, and I'm like, dead, I'm, re- I'm willing to dedicate my life to her. Uh, also, I forgot to mention. I just want to mention this because I watched the the episode with Autumn last night, and she was like, "I really want Ada and Millie to to kiss. I'm, I'm shipping them too pretty hard." So I just want to mention that as a potential any fanfic records out there, I'll send them to Autumn. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. And um, time for the last part of the episode. Yeah, episode's not over yet. Back at the the hideout, I guess. <laughs> they're uh, they're eating pizza. They're chilling. They're looking at stuff. John, you know, he joins the gang. Um, and despite everything that happens, they consider this a win. And um, you know, again, for Mary, it was she was so focused on trying to find Samuel that she, you know, just wanted to get the case over with. Of course, they unpacked that already. But everybody has learned a, a valuable lesson. One less monster in the world. You know, next next on the list is chupacabras but um for now we're good and just then a secret bookcase opens and ada comes walking out and she's got info on the box on the box uh she leads them downstairs to where she drank the tea and had her automatic writing um she tells them about using this potion to access the echo of the demon that possessed her uh and mary is like well that sounds fucking horrible like why didn't you do that (laughs) that sounds this sounds miserable um but she found a lead the demon that possessed her is dead but he knew the demon that was hunting both john and mary uh so we need to go find that demon to try to figure out what it knows about this box and carlos uh in particular carlos fashion is like hey we've got pizza upstairs. Why are we doing this in this dank ass room? Yeah. <laughs> like I've got yeah. all my blunts are upstairs. <laughs> like, let's go smoke blunts, <laughs> eat pizza and talk about this. Um, smoke blunts, eat pizza. That's what's up. We, uh, for the last part of the episode, we, we, we didn't cover it directly. There's been kind of a running joke between Carlos and Mary about um, who is who, if they were the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, and as the episode ends, we, we hear a song being played from them. Um, and, uh, we jump from scene to scene from all of our crew having fun eating pizza to Millie invest, like looking through this box of paraphernalia from Henry um, to a mysterious hooded woman uh, who Ooh. is walking in the woods that they just left uh, and going into the Latunda's lair 
and we get this real focus of like the rings that she is wearing as she opens this vial and a pink energy comes from Latunda's corpse into this vial. Um, and as she walks away, we get this like shot from on high as we see these monsters, these creatures like following Dude, her. These little like scorpion monkey things. Scorpion monkey things. And, I'm obsessed with them already. And this was, this seems like it was the thing that was attacking Henry Winchester, or uh, excuse me, Samuel Campbell in the first episode, right? Like at the, in the cold open for that. Um, oh, yeah. What are these? Are they introducing us to Rowena this early? I don't know. Maybe. Just- yeah, I'm wondering, is this is this Betty? They mentioned a Betty. Is this, what's her name? Marianne? Is that who they were talking about last episode? Yeah. Like Mary's old friend. Mary having a friend oh, named Marianne doesn't oh, sound right. No, no, no. Um, shit, you're right. Uh, Millie? No, Millie is John's mom. Sorry. Uh, John's mom? No, that's <laughs> Millie. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get there eventually. Uh, yeah, I, I forget the name, uh, but there is that person. I didn't even think about that. Um, somebody in the- I didn't think about it either. I, I was just like, oh, who's this? And then I got so distracted by the little scorpion monkeys that um, all, all thoughts left my head. Uh, they also, uh, someone in the Discord said, like, the timeline might line up. I'm not, again, we're not supernatural, like, canon experts or anything, but the timeline might work out where uh, this could be Abaddon looking for Henry Winchester. Um, oh. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty, a pretty exciting thing. Um, Does she have little scorpion pets? I think I do remember her having little scorpion monkey pets. I, I mean, she, she, I think she wore some <laughs> rings, and this looked like a, kind of a, like, a, like a tiny lady in a, in a hood, and she was around in the 70s, presumably. Like, she was hanging out. Like, it wouldn't be the future Rowena, but it would definitely be Rowena, the witch. Um, I don't know. Like, it seems there's such a huge thing that it could be pulling from. Like there's such a huge cast and there's so many beloved characters from the original show that it seems like it could be anybody. And I wonder if that even works against them in some way, because like they didn't show Samuel Campbell's face. And I think they were doing that because they wanted to like hide who that actor was. Uh, But then they just announced that it's that dude from Superman. Um, and then like with this, I wonder if they're showing a hooded figure, uh, to like, just make it tense, which they've done in Supernatural. They did it with fucking Rowena when we first get introduced to Rowena. Like we have no idea who she is. And, Mm -hmm. but I wonder if that like works against them because you set an expectation that could be anybody. And then it's like some random new character who who is probably great, but like nobody has a connection to and it like immediately lets everybody down a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. The only thing there is just, it's, it's creating mystery. It makes you want to find out who, who it is. Um, but who knows? I'm excited. I want to. I, I want to find out who it is. Um, Same. What a great episode, Chris. What, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Classic supernatural, dealing with family drama while also hunting a strange cult monster. That's my biggest um, hope for this show. I, I'm realizing now is getting to see interesting new monsters with interesting lore. Because Supernatural sort of established like a set group of monsters and they would frequently kind of go back to that same pool of them, uh, which was fine. And every once in a while they'd throw in something strange and unique. But so far we've had two like unique variants on on things in, in these two episodes. Um, so I'm hoping that they will continue that process because just that's just that was one of the things that first got me into Supernatural. It's just like interesting monsters with cool lore. And um, this is just it's filling that void. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's surprisingly, this episode really surprised me with how formulaic it felt. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean that in, with a negative connotation. Like it felt very much in the vein of a supernatural formula and it 
hey, guess what? I, I like that show. <laughs> I watched a bunch of those episodes. Right. I watched all those episodes. Right. I watched a bunch of them multiple times. Like, I would probably sit down and watch Supernatural right now. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I like that show. And th- this being that, but more is great. And yeah. there was a moment, I, th- I had a thought where when John and Mary go to talk to Barry's dad, you know, they dress up and we get the bit where he has to say his name is Lyle Fleetwood or whatever. Um, we don't get the thing that always bored me after that, where they invest, they have to like talk to the guy. Um, instead, this, the, this show is able to cut over to Carlos and Lada where they have a totally different conversation and then they yeah. meet up and it makes me real excited about the future because that was some of the stuff in those early supernatural episodes that gets kind of wrote of like, Oh, now they have to go have a five to 10 minute conversation with the professor at the local college or the custodian at the, at the, at the school or whatever it is to get the local lore to find out the thing. And instead they could actually just cut to characters that we like having cool conversations. Um, and then yeah. they can come back yeah. and get that. And I'm yeah, real, real excited about that because so. that that did start to get really old was them sitting down talking to a grieving mother or something so, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it is interesting now that you mentioned it oh they totally cut that part out that, that's that's kind of cool yeah I, I think it's you know i don't want to see anyone in grief no thank you no thank you it's 2022 chris i don't even want to look at myself in the mirror much less see anybody in grief <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, we got a really good response for bringing Monster Week back for the first episode. And um, as long as we have the time to continue to do this, we will. Um, if you want to help support us, patreon.com slash Monster of the Week is the place to be. Um, you can also just tell all of your supernatural friends about the podcast. I think the Winchesters is a really good point to, to jump on. So you don't have to listen to all like 270 something episodes. Somebody on TikTok said that. They were like, oh, now I've got to listen to this from the beginning. And I'm like, girl, no, you don't. <laughs> you can just start with the Winchesters. It's fine. I, I don't even think I had a microphone for the first season. <laughs> Chris is just a robot that I have. Like I have. To, yeah, it's 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 not super great, uh, but it's fun. Uh, thank you to everybody doing that. Uh, reminder that we will be uh, participating in the more profound con, a digital convention with a ton of supernatural uh content creators fandom people all kinds of stuff uh that'll be saturday morning watch our twitter for more information on that at motwcast or go to at more profound con on twitter uh for that kind of stuff chris uh what's happening in the next episode do you want to guess that's they're gonna fight a monster okay Okay. they're gonna gather some clues about the akrita uh-huh but something is going to go wrong We'll be back next week with Face Your Fears. Perfect. Nailed it. Bye, everybody. Girl boss. so scared I accidentally went into the don't give up skeleton discord I was trying to I was trying to chat <laughs> what were you doing in there you don't belong the in there icons, the icons are similar <laughs> they are very similar there's the the same background flag on both of those icons I guess I was operating left-handed on my uh, touchpad you get um you know it's weird because every once in a while we'll change the discord server icon like we did it the last time when we introduced Scylla's Kingdom Keeps mm-hmm. and we made it the Scylla's Kingdom Keeps logo. I say we like you do any of this shit like it's just me. Um, and then for Pride <laughs> Month, I was like, I'm going to put the Pride flag on it. Um, yeah. And then like Pride Month ends and then I feel like such a just a weird homophobe sure. being like, I got to take the flag off now. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I guess I gotta start a new podcast so I can change the server icon again. Uh. <laughs> and I don't think anybody cares. Like it's not a big no. deal, but it's just a weird moment. I know of what like, you mean though, because it's when you do something in solidarity, and then and then solidarity month is over, and you're like, wait, well, <laughs> guess I don't no, care about. Guess I don't yeah. care about the homosexuals well, anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just it's you get one month. That's it. That's all I've got in me. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. How are you, Chris Moser? I'm doing okay. Um, I meant to grab a cough drop up here, but you know what? That would have left us with me having a cough drop in my mouth the whole time. So it's either scratchy throat or it's cough drop. It's a lose-lose. That is super exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, so that's what's up with me. Here's what's going on <laughs> in my world. Uh, <laughs> um, there's construction going on immediately outside my window, Excellent. which is dope. Excellent. I'm going to yell at them if they uh, interrupt my podcast. Don't you know it's episode two of the Winchesters? We're doing some real work here. I, uh, I've got, an, I've got an electrician at my house, and I'm just, I just know the timing's going to work out. So he's like, "All right," because yeah. we bought the smart switches for the barn, so that we will be able to turn the lights on and off from the house. Um, and I just know he's going to like, in the middle of this podcast, be like, "Hey, I need, we need to set all this up." Is it, so, is it, uh, is it time for me to cut the power cord? You mean what? Yeah, I don't. Dude, <laughs> Should I, be I, cut again? Anything? Uh, this is um drama dude i hired a dude to finish the sheds to put like to insulate them to uh put this like it's not sheetrock we're not like sheetrock on the inside Mm. but it's to put this like wood siding on um to and then to you know paint everything uh make it look all nice and pretty to hang some saddle racks for autumn he told me uh it's gonna take seven days and I was like, that seems like a long time. That seems like a lot of days. But whatever. Uh, seven days, seven days. Called my electrician. I said, I need you here eight days. Because <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm, I'm trying to get this shit done. Yep. Um, yesterday was seven days. And that dude is still not finished. He, uh, cool. and, it's, and it's driving me fucking nuts. Like, most of the people that I work with, uh, like contractors and everything, they're like, like my guys, my, like my electric guy. Uh, he told me he was going to be here this morning. He was here at 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah. I don't. I don't know this dude. This new guy. Uh, I don't want to say his name. I, I might have to beep out his name, but his name um, is T Do. T T Do. I'm not, actually. I'm not going to yeah. beep it out. Who cares? Get, come find him. I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll tell me like, oh, I'm I'm going to be there tomorrow morning, and I'm like, cool, and like. 11 o'clock rolls around and I'm like, so are you still coming? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in line at Lowe's buying material and I'm headed that way. Or, um, and he told me like, I'm going to work. He goes, man, I'm going to get this done seven days. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. He goes, I'm going to work Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, well, you don't, you don't have to do that. He goes, no, man, I, I don't have a wife and kids. I'm working for me. I'm just, I want to oh. get, I want to get projects done. And I'm like, all right, well, that's that's you, bro. Like, I'm not asking you to work yeah, on a Saturday and Sunday. Lonely. That looks like you need weekend plans. Um, no, we're not going to chill. And then Saturday, he comes out, and he works for, like, three hours, and then he leaves. Um, and again, fine, whatever. I just I just told him seven days, right? Uh, so if they, I don't care what the schedule is, if as long as it's seven days. And then he, t- he stops by the house and is like, hey, I'm going to be here tomorrow morning. We're going to get this and this and this finished. Cool, cool, no problem. Well, Sunday rolls around at, like, 1230 on Sunday. I'm like hey are you oh man i should have texted you my, my truck's not working it can't pull the trailer and i really need a day off and i'm like dude i didn't ask you to work yeah <laughs> on a sunday yeah. i'm not yeah. working today like i'm not doing anything <laughs> just tell me that you just like text me in the morning and be like hey i'm it's fucking sunday dog i don't want to work and i'd be like yeah me either <laughs> yeah that's what i thought you were gonna do to begin with it seemed crazy that you wanted to work <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem and then of course last night was the seventh day uh and my electrician's coming today 
and I was like, we got to have this stuff done because we have to have like the walls up so we could put the mm. switches in and the lights and all this other stuff. And um, and, and he was like, well, I'm going to get it done. And like him and his friend worked out in the back till like 8 p.m. last night. Damn. I, and I just like, and I appreciate that hustle, but like also you could have just showed up at 8 a.m. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I don't, I, 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 and and he's doing working for yourself is, is, it's gotta be, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm better than working for a boss, but then, but then you create these situations for yourself. You don't need to be in. And you know, it's, it's really a, a set expectations thing. And I, in my job and in my personal life, I try to set expectations as low as possible for everything that I do. Yeah. So that if I, yeah. the bar, I just want to set the bar on the floor so that if I trip over that motherfucker, people yeah. are applauding me. Uh, dude, I get, I, I get always all of have the class. people at work saying, this will be done by end of day. This will be done by end of day. You never, ever catch ever me saying end that. Of day. Ever. Ever. No, 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 and no, I'm no. more than likely I'll get it done by the end of the day. But if I don't, you're not going to catch me. You're not going to catch me saying it. No. Uh, Friday, if you're lucky, is what we, my usual thing yeah. is. Friday, like if, if my boss lucky. would be like, Chris, you need to get this done by end of day. And I'll respond back. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, fam. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you can drop some millennial language in there. We'll see, fam. I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. yeah. No promises. I'm sorry. We're gonna I'm keep that liar. light, and boss I won't man. make. You, I won't have you make a liar out of me. <laughs> like this isn't about telling the truth; it's about you doing your fucking job. No, we'll see. no, 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 no. It's 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 both. It's both, my man. It's definitely both. Um, <laughs> because podcasting is weird. Uh, this episode, we have an episode of still listening to keep that comes out next week that we've already recorded. But this episode will go out before that episode. And the really exciting thing oh. that I did yesterday, I can't really talk about because I'm I'm worried I'm going to jinx it because it comes out on Tuesday, which is yeah. We're recording we get, this okay, on we, Thursday. You don't want to talk in the... This is interesting. Yeah. Do you know um, what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to... Because yeah. it's going to be coming out today, and people would be yeah. like, oh, hey, and then, like, what if I'm stepping on other people's toes because it doesn't come out next Tuesday? But I did something really exciting, and I want to talk about it, but I can't, so yeah, I'll just have yeah. to... Next week. Next week, we'll talk about next week. Yeah, which... And when we record this next week, it'll be, like, three weeks down the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? It'll be on... What's going on with me? Nothing. I started watching the Great British Baking Show, Jeremy. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Great British Bake Off. Uh, Are you so so the Netflix has uh, the early years, and then they have like it kind of starts at like what I consider to be like season four, season five. Where did y'all start with the? I think it said. I think the earliest one that we had we saw listed there was series five, which was Noel, the dude who looks like he's in My Chemical Romance. Noel is great. Um, Noel is amazing. Um, he's done um, blackface a couple of times. You have to you have to watch out for those British comedians. <laughs> <They're, yeah. laughs> but Noel is great. I like Noel a whole lot. It's, and he's with um he's probably with I think it's Patty or Patsy the the the, yeah, the, the yeah, very tiny yeah. British lady. Is mm-hmm. Mary Berry the host or is Prue the host with Paul? I'm, I'll have to get back to you on that. Is it is it a is it a very short British grandmother or a very tall very loudly dressed British grandmother with? I think it's. I don't think there's anyone who's tall. Okay. <laughs> it's a very we've, sh- only, we've only watched... Uh, oh, no. We, you know what? We only watched one episode. I wanted to watch one last night, but Jess wanted to go to bed at 8.30. <sighs> Shout out to Jess going to bed Shout at Shout out to Jess uh, having, a, having an 8 to 5 nowadays that sucks ass. So what what happened was we... Um, I mean, I know, I've know i known you, you've loved the show forever, but I didn't know the first thing about it. Um, then, for some reason, YouTube recommended me some bake off junior like edit that somebody made oh, it was yeah, just like funny yeah. moments from the kids version of it mm-hmm. uh and i put it on cause it, it laughed my fucking ass off i was like okay this is pretty funny and then because i watched that it started recommending me like celebrity bake off clips so it was like the funny moments from those things from the official bake off channel and after watching like two or three of those i was like can we just can we just watch bake off can we just watch this show <laughs> yeah it's just on netflix 
the celebrity was stuff like, yeah, I've been is waiting um, my entire life for you to want to watch a cooking show let's do this <laughs> They call it the, uh, I guess there's a movement over there, the stand up to cancer movement. So it's like the, and it's got like a, it's like an S and then an arrow and then up and a C and they get all like random celebrities in there. Uh, McAvoy, James McAvoy was on there and was hilarious. Uh, Really. um, And then that, uh, who was that fucking weirdo actor um, that's obnoxious, but also he went sober. So he's not problematic anymore. Fuck. Um, (laughs) That could be so many people. Yeah, I'm picturing he's like the, a younger guy. He was a singer. Um, I think he was on Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> he was like the hot Italian, the hot guy in Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Russell Brand. <laughs> Russell Brand, yeah. Um, he was on it one episode. That's weird. But uh, Autumn and I call those. I don't know why we started doing this, but we call it the Suck It and See episodes because <laughs> uh, just something about the abbreviation just made us call it the Suck It and See. So it's always the British Bake Off. Who's on the Suck It and See episodes? Do we know anybody? I didn't see. I didn't see the celeb episodes on Netflix. So I'm gonna. I might need you to get those from you. I can do that. I can do that. I have. I have like four seasons of those. So that's that's no problem oh, to do. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's a. It's yeah, a. It's we, a good show, man. It's fun. It's you should watch a lot of it. It's been, it's, yeah, it's, I could immediately feel like I'm, I'm really into it, which is good. It's a break from everything else that I watch, which is either, you know, anime or, um, really dark ghost or murder shows or something. And it's like, you know, it's nice to just watch something that's entertaining. The stakes are a lot higher than you'd think in these shows. And we only, only watched one episode. The first contestant went home. That was it. But that, somehow I'll tell you, <laughs> I man, was so invested. The, uh, the thing that got us on, hooked on that show is uh, we don't watch a lot of reality television at all. Um, like Top Chef is probably our, our only other one that we do. Yeah. And so when that came out and started getting popular, we started watching it. And it was crazy because it was incredibly wholesome. Like it was, it removes all of the American like narcissism and cynicism that you get from reality shows. And it's just like people genuinely that seem to like one another, that want to help each other. Like whenever they send somebody home, especially as it gets later and later in the season, um, Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll like people will gather around them. So the cameras can't see that person crying. Um, like they'll, they'll just want to try to block that. Uh, and, and, and like, and they all like hug each other and, I'm the, not to spoil anything for you, but the last episode of the season is always like a everyone brings their family to to like a giant tea yeah. party or whatever, and it is, Chris, it is. Gen- I have cried multiple times <laughs> to Great British Bake Off because it is just genuinely affecting. Like you see these these families who were like. I, I just knew she could do it. She never, I just, she, she was so scared, but I just knew she could do it. I knew she had this in her and I'm so proud of her. And you're just like, Oh God, why are you oh British? It's sweet. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, and everybody has my other favorite part of watching British uh, reality stuff is the jobs that everybody has. Uh, pay attention when they do like the, the little personal profiles on them. Cause uh-huh. it'll be like, you know, she's a, uh, she owns a fitness studio and, and he's an architect or whatever. And I'm like, who, how, who has these jobs? Or like, yeah. he's yeah. a professional. <laughs> There's a guy on the, on the current season that's a, uh, I mean, this dude is absolutely ripped and he is a uh, professional nanny. That's his job. And, <laughs> and like the dude is like tatted up and fucking ripped and like apparently the All sweetest right. guy in the world. So I um we we had a family friend I probably told you this before we had a family friend who was on Hell's Kitchen, mm. um, one of the I I won't I won't say his name because I don't yeah yeah sure know, bring bring mm-hmm. the radar down on me but he made it extremely far I think he was like third in his season and um I just looked at his I just googled his name and and Hell's Kitchen and the fandom wiki came up the Uh-oh. same one that I looked at for Supernatural uh <laughs> and it's huge it's like page upon page upon page upon page of um of of 
I don't know information here. It's fascinating. Um, it says here, oh, he called so and so a hot mess, and I'm like, yeah, he calls everyone a hot mess. He says that on the show. That's hilarious. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's uh, anyway, fucking great. Reading that's... a wiki page for somebody you know in real life is really interesting. Uh, and it's not just like a, it's not just oh, you know, Wikipedia.com or .org. It's 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 a um like a fandom, a fandom wiki. wiki. Page, yeah, yeah. Really Somebody spent some time documenting everything on Hell's Kitchen, which I find very funny. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we watched a lot of um, Kitchen Nightmares, the UK version, before it came to the US, um, because in the UK version, uh, Gordon Ramsay could say fuck all the time. They wouldn't beep oh, it yeah. out. Um, <laughs> and it was just very entertaining. I don't know why we, we prefer British uh, reality shows over American shows. <laughs> we really do, though. The like, only, it's a, the only it's a... talk show that I like is the Graham Norton show. So yeah, um... there you go. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I only really see clips of that show from time to time because it, it, he's talking to celebrities, and it's, it's always very, very funny. Um, yeah, he's we got we got to um, get you into Taskmaster. Taskmaster is the only show that like legit makes me laugh so hard that I cry on a regular basis. Like I know it, you've talked about Taskmaster, but let me see. Um... Going, I'm going to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Go to fandom Wikipedia. A British comedy panel game shown. Oh yeah, okay, I've seen. Okay, I've seen clips of this. That's yeah, nice. and season four, I think, has Noel Fielding from the Bake Off. Oh. Um, and he is with, uh, the girl or the woman, um, Meg something that used to be the comedy host for the Bake Off before he was on it. So that's really weird. But yeah, oh, it's a fun show. Huh. They make they make they make British comedians. I say comedians like kind of like C-list celebrities. Uh, basically, yeah. they make. I them love do... a good C-list celebrity, though. Me too, man. Me too. Like it's 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 really really good. And and like sometimes you see them in other things. Um, we watched the season of Taskmaster, and then one of the guys showed up on um Our Flag Means Death, which was kind of fun. Oh, so. yeah. The, who's the um? I think he's on Bake Off. Does he, he's the guy? I think he has alopecia. That's um Matt uh something um. He was in Matt's some fantasy name. fantasy show on on Comedy Central. Oh, really? Fifteen years ago. Now I don't remember what the show was called. It's extremely low budget. It was probably really offensive. I don't remember anything from it. But I think he wears a lot of wigs in it. Oh, oh God, yeah. But they and they look so awful and fake that it was really funny. And then I found out oh, this guy's alopecia. I don't remember what that show was called, but I thought it was really funny at the time, which means it's it's probably not good. Uh, um, let's see. He played Alistair Crowley in the Legends of Tomorrow series on CW, which is really oh, weird to okay. me. Um, do do do. I don't know when would this be. He was a uh, uh, he was in Doctor Who for a little while. Round Planet. Does that sound familiar? No. Um, he was Tweedledee and Tweedledum in the 2016 uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass movie. <laughs> Not that one. It would be Not, older than that. Okay. Would, um, uh, I oh, think he I was, was a teenager. So he was on an episode the... of Community, which is weird. I do remember that. Uh, Pompadou? 2015? It's not okay, I'm just asking. I'm <laughs> it's asking like questions. the Sword of Destiny or something like really basic like that. Uh, there's Nomeo and Juliet from 2011. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's get that Back be. further. Uh, shooting Stars, uh, Crod Madoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire. Is that? That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> what is this? I have no idea, dude. Crude I watched Magoon? it when I was in high school. What, what, wait, what year is it from? Uh, it's uh, 2009. Oh yeah, so I would have been in high school. Monty yeah. Python meets the Princess Bride in this Comedy Central original series. Follow Crude Madoon and his band of ineffectual freedom fighters as they fight evil and save the world. Wow. I think it was really bad. Um, 
but I probably, I mean, I was a teenager, so I thought it was funny. Chris, Kevin Hart is in this. Are you serious? Kevin Hart did it. Chris Parnell narrates <laughs> this. What is this show? John Reese Davis is in this show. Chris, what is, how do, how do you, what is going on, my man? What did, it was a Comedy Central joint. That was, you know, Comedy Central used to be on top of the world, right? Before we switched to streaming or whatever, it was the only place you could watch offensive comedy. It's true. It's absolutely true. Man, I am I'm going through images of this and Yeah, there's Matt Lucas looking like he's like an extra on Game of Thrones. That is hysterical. Fraud man, dude. Oh there's there's <laughs> Kevin Hart. Um Wow. The lead wow. uh the lead <laughs> <laughs> can I can I screenshot this and send it to you? Oh my God, Chris! Uh, this is just like me and who else is this? Is the name of this? Is the caption of this? I'm just texting you this right now. Oh my also, God! The last Joker motivation you sent me is <laughs> okay. Hold on. Oh my God! I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. Can we just post that on the um, Still His Kingdom keeps? Twitter? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. say this is Jeremy and Chris. And just if people are gonna ask who's who, we're not answering. We're that's not, not answering. The point. No, no, it's not. Nobody. Just, just post that with the hosts of Still His Kingdom keeps. <laughs> <laughs> Updating some bio <laughs> pictures. Oh my lord. Uh, uh, and then they'll have to listen to this episode of the Winchesters to know what we're talking about. The uh, the main actress um, is is gorgeous and also looks like way out. Like why? And I'm sure it's because she's really young and I'm becoming an actress, but like she looks better than everybody else on the show by a significant margin. Like, I think that's usually what it, it's like. You got to get like a good looking woman and then just like the frumpiest dumbass dudes. <laughs> and that's how they would cast every show. I don't know. I don't recognize anybody else in this. Do I wonder if I know this chick at all? It felt to me like, um, what's his name? Matt? Uh-huh. Matt Lucas. Yeah. Matt, he felt like he was the star of the show. He plays the villain. Uh, Wow, this is really this is taking me back. I, I this is there's absolutely a zero percent chance this show is not incredibly offensive, and I would be embarrassed by it now. But oh yeah, when I was seventeen or whatever, eighteen, hilarious. Oh god, yeah. I, I would have been eighteen. I was a little too old, probably. But uh, yeah, I thought the shit was funny back then. This is. I remember uh, being like, oh, they're gonna do a season two, and I've never heard about it again. Oh, how many? I didn't even see. Oh, it's one season. It's um, how many episodes? It is. Why didn't you? Why don't you just give me an episode? Oh, it's only like six episodes, Chris. We need yeah, to co- we need to cover this. This is our. Right. This Let's, is a yeah, six we'll episode. Find out if it's, it's incredibly offensive, or if it's just dumb. Yep, I'm just gonna add this to my download queue right now. <laughs> <laughs> Crude man, dude. Oh god, I wonder if the theme song slaps. Do you think the theme song slaps? I'm gonna find out right now. I'm gonna pipe it in, and we can listen to it together. If you can give me, if I can do that. Crude Madune and the flames. What? Where'd you go? There's a trailer. I just want the intro. I don't want all this other stuff. Maybe it doesn't have a standard OP. It doesn't. It does not have an OP. It just has random clips. I'm not one gonna, funny part. The I'm one funny part. <laughs> that's what I saw too. I'm not going to click on that. I clicked on it. It's 28 uh, seconds long. I'll fill you in. Uh oh yeah, and there's the second video is like oh the the hot chick in the show that has a has a like a a dancing thing and that's that was the only good part of the show. Thanks YouTube for being super I fucking can't weird. Kevin Hart is in this show. Isn't that weird? 2009. You think he would be like a bigger star? But I bet that's. I mean, I just you just assume that he's always been as big as he has been as he is now, and that's probably not true. This is um Kevin Hart screams like a little uh child, and the crowd man Dune tells him, "Hey, you can't scream like that." 
And Kevin Hart says, that's not a scream. That's my war cry. And then he screams again because he gets startled. That was what the person said was the funniest moment. That's the that's the funniest moment. Uh, I'll uh, You know what? I'm going to pipe Doesn't that in. Doesn't bode well. I'm going to pipe that audio in. It's, I see it's 29 seconds. So I'm going to pipe that in right here just so we can, if we can share this with the crowd. Zez! What's up, Can I have a word? We're in a magical realm here, okay? Yeah, no. As my warlock, you gotta set the tone. Yeah. No more screaming. Screaming? What? Oh, you refer to my war cry. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Let's talk about the Winchesters because this is this is going into the middle of the fucking nowhere. It's at been this a long point. time since we've gone down a rabbit hole of a show I used to watch in high school. Um, last time it was Mari Mar. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm All glad. Right, I'm glad that this. the Bake Off led us to this. This is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So, well, that's what. Anyway, that every time I see him, that's what I think of. I'm surely I'm the only person who does. But it's always weird um, because you can't help but like see people's bodies and like their bodies are their business and everything. Um, but Matt has always like in the last few years of the Bake Off, he's always been kind of a, a, a round fellow, right? Like he's just mm. he's just been one of those dudes. Well, and to then, me, he's very pleasant to look at. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a, he's fine looking man. He's a, I feel like he's not a very good Bake Off host personally. Like I don't like oh, a lot sure, of his sure, jokes sure, on the sure, Bake Off. Sure. But um, and Noel Noel is hilarious just because he knows people are in the, like the worst most tense parts of their lives, and he's just over there like making the dumbest jokes possible. And I love that shit. Yeah. Like it's good. Yeah. Um, but this year Matt dropped like what looks like all of his weight, oh. and it's just that dramatic body shift of like. Oh, you could tell you went through a transformation in the last nine months mm. or 12 mm. months or whatever it was. And it's just like, whoa, <laughs> I did not expect that to happen. I appreciate that Noel still looks like his character from the IT crowd. Yeah. And he <laughs> kind of acts that way, too, like on most things that he is in. So his um in the in Taskmaster, uh, they make you wear one outfit like you have to dress up in the same outfit because I guess for consistency purposes, when they record yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. task or whatever, and his was just a giant skeleton outfit. So you just see him in there with the giant skeleton. I'm like, yep, that's that's Noel. Anyway, out. anyway, OK, anyway, anyway, back to Topeka, Kansas, back to Topeka. Finally. <laughs> oh, I didn't write a road so far. So don't ask me about a road so far. I did. I didn't write one. I forgot. I promise I will not ask you about a road so far. 